What is good, everyone, and welcome back to the Nostalgia Plus Ultra Podcast. My name is Nostalgia. Joining me is As Told by Zoe. What's good, my guy? What's up, bro? Not much, man. Big chilling. Uh, real quick, life update. How how are things going? I know we haven't done that in, I guess, how many episodes, but life update. What's what's new? What's going on? What's the what's big? I, I am chilling. I'm trying to get more work, you know, editing work. Yeah. Uh, shit fuck i'll plug it uh anyone who hears this if y'all need a video done edited filmed whatever and you uh look up alonzo pro videos on instagram that's my reel if you like the way i edit some stuff you could dm me there obviously not for free i'm trying to make money (laughs) oh yeah no 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 handouts out here no but uh yeah, besides that, I'm chilling. I started, uh, oh my god, dude, I started Ghost of Tsushima. Holy shit, that is such, it is such a good game. Really? It is, ins- okay, it, the best way I can put it, it's uh, Samurai Red Dead. Okay, it, okay. It is uh, open world game, countryside, so all the cities are... Our little towns spread apart. Uh, you know, side quests. Uh, there's no leveling up. It's just skill trees and and new weapons. Yeah. Uh, and fully customizable. My boys deck the fuck out. I got a Oni mask with like the the straw mustache. I got a gold <laughs> headband. Uh, okay. I got a long bow. It's like red. Ooh, my. Ooh, he's dripped. He's fucking dripped. <laughs> As dope. I mean, I heard like such good things from Ghost Tsushima and seen some uh, gameplays of it. The thing with me, me personally, I am not a stealth video game player. So anytime there is stealth required in a in a game, it just, I can't do it. I'm probably the least stealthiest person on the planet. Like, I can't be discreet at all. So, I, me <laughs> trying to do it in the game does not translate. I like some stealth, stealth shit. Like, in Spider-Man, I think the, the stealth missions in Spider-Man are You liked fun. the MJ stealth missions? Not MJ, not MJ. Oh, I, like I, was, about, when, I was about to say. <laughs> uh, when you're doing a mission as Spidey, and... You can do the whole mission without getting seen. Like I'd rather not get seen because I feel like it's a puzzle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, but yeah. the the thing with Spidey is again, if you get caught, you could just fight your way out. That's okay. Yeah, okay. That's literally what I would rather do. If they gave me the option to be stealthy until I got caught, that's what I would rather do. Because then you get situations where, like, you're playing on like a higher difficulty. And there might be like a large number of enemies. Like I'd much rather dwindle the numbers down. That way I'll have to deal with a select few before I actually start fighting for real. Sure. That's what I would rather do instead of like, oh, you have to complete this stealthily. And it's like, ah, I don't like You that. know what's <laughs> fucked up? You know what's fucked up about uh, Ghost of Tsushima? Uh, since you're a samurai and samurai is all about honor. Yeah. Like there are some, sometimes when you run into like a group of either bandits or Mongols, you can uh, have a standoff, which is like a, a cowboy duel, except close and with a sword. Yeah. And so, again, it's all about honor, and you're like, you look your, your enemy in the eyes before you kill them. But yeah. uh, with the story, this isn't a spoiler, it's the beginning of the game. All the samurais die, except for you and your uncle, who's like the lord. Yeah. Um, a thief nurses you back to health and she kind of teaches you like hey uh sometimes you gotta be stealthy you are the last remaining samurai you can't just uh mow your way out of this yeah but but it fucks with your guy's conscience because he grew up a samurai yeah so literally i'm in the middle of something and i jump from a roof and assassinate someone and literally Everything goes in slow-mo, and he goes, I'm sorry, uncle. And then he has a flashback. (laughs) Of, like, what he's supposed to be honorable and stuff? About his uncle teaching him as a kid, you look your enemy in the eye. You are not a coward. Cowards strike from the shadows. 
Bro. And you're like, what the? F-? And sometimes, like when you assassinate people, he goes, "It had to be done." It's like, fuck, <laughs> you're making me feel like shit. <laughs> it had to be done. <laughs> he just he comes out a corner. Nothing personal, kid. Dude, he like <laughs> he like tries to make himself feel better for assassinating people. That's crazy. <laughs> oh, but man, other, you know, it's super super fun game. I really recommend it. Especially because cool. I have the PS5, the PS5 version. Oh, okay, Mister Mister Big PS5. Slight flex, slight flex, slight flex. Just call me a brokey through the screen. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, I guess for me, uh, video game wise. Well, okay, starter. Not, nothing like anime or anything related. Uh, I finally got into like a men's league in the in the area surrounding, like men's basketball league. For those that don't know, oh, like yeah. I, I used to play college basketball. And Shooter, I, with my right, with my uh, with my new like position, being like a graduate assistant and being in school and not working in working in the communication side of sports. There's like no time for me to. I can't really. You know, so I'm not, I didn't go overseas to play. I didn't. When I graduated, I went into like, coaching. But other than that, like my basketball career is basically done. So, uh, getting back into like the flow and paint, playing like a, a competitive game of basketball for the first time in a while was like so cool. Um, it was, I mean, it was super fun. I know like, uh, the day we're recording is this Sunday. So I have another game literally like right after we get done recording, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, other than that, it's been fun video game wise. I got back into destiny Two. I don't know if you saw oh, me God. tweeting about it. I got back into destiny Two. I'm trying to complete most of the quests before cause they're sunsetting a lot of the quests and the, a lot of the, the weapons and armor you can get once the new expansion comes out um which kind of sucks but at the same time because like you because there are a lot of cool stuff in that in those those seasons that i feel like new players could probably want to do but won't get the chance to because they're taking it all away but trying to get it done before then um i've kind of done all of the solo i've done almost all of the things i could do solo queue wise everything else i have i have to do has to be like I'm in a fire team with people. It's not like, it's not matchmaking. So I don't like join the event and like get in with a, with two other people. Like I have to have a legit like fire team of people with me to do the, to do the quest or whatever. So that part's kind of annoying. But other than that, um, I'm pretty much, you know, blown through all the, the quests before they get sunsetted. So, uh, refound my so, life Are they for it, treating, though. so they're treating destiny kind of like, world of warcraft where it's like oh the next expansion's coming and the old is gone kind of yeah but they they used to not do that so i think with so when they have they have like okay they have years and then they have seasons so i think we're entering i don't know if it's year three or year four of destiny 2 it might be year three so the year three is like beyond light which is like the 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 big like initial expansion for this, the new, I guess, year of Destiny 2. Sure. All of the stuff in that, that expansion, like the beginning expansion, all of that is staying. But within their years, they have seasons. So they have three seasons within that certain year, or three or four seasons within that certain year. And considering the fact that this new season, or I don't know if it's a year or season, uh, the, with the Witch Queen being as big of an expansion as it is, and they're taking away a lot of the stuff, but it's a huge season at the same time. Narratively, it makes sense because of how, I guess for those that aren't really up on destiny Two lore, this, this overarching villain Savathun is basically like wiping a bunch of shit off the, out of the solar system. And so narratively it makes sense to get rid of a lot of stuff because of the fact that she's getting rid of it as like a, antagonist type character so yes it makes sense it definitely does suck because a lot of the stuff in there is pretty cool but i'm having i kind of re-found like my love for destiny again and it's been super cool i just again just need more people to play it with that's really all it comes down to just needing more people to play it with but other than that i've been straight are it do you think like in a few years there's gonna be that that group of people just like world of warcraft where they're gonna be like Bring back Destiny 2 Vanilla. Dude, people... Okay, people... 
I can't tell you how many times I've seen people talk about how they want Destiny 1's PvP back. Like, people hate, like, I am of, I okay, When I whenever I play Destiny 2, I would not touch PvP with a 30,000-foot pole. Get that shit the fuck out of here. Sure. Because I, it's not, it's not because I am not good at PvP. Like, I, you know, when I was playing consistently, I was pretty good. But it's one of those things where if you, if you, like, drop off for a little bit, like it just it, it, you you get set back so far, like the metas metas change, uh, new subclasses get different buffs and some are more broken than others. Different exotics get played out. There is skill based matchmaking is a literal nightmare. Um, and you have like I don't I think they got rid they got rid of it recently, which has made things a little bit easier. But you get that <laughs> you get that player that just started in PvP getting absolutely domed by somebody who's been putting over 30,000 hours into it, that person's going to be kind of, you know, upset, you know, not want to, sure. not want to play the game. So it's a weird balance between the two, yeah. but them, so the, the, they introduced a new like subclass, which is like a darkness type subclass, which is like stasis, which basically is the most toxic thing I've ever seen in my fucking life. In PVP, oh it's awesome. In PVP it's awesome. Cause you have to build like to slow enemies down and like there's different things you can do with it. Right. You can, it's, more of like a slowing thing that you can, I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. But using it, using it in PvE is fine because you with ad clears and how to go about attacking certain bosses and stuff, that's fine. But doing it in PvP is the most toxic shit I've ever seen in my fucking life. And that's why I'm not, <laughs> that's why I'm staying away from all that stuff. But like people have been talking about wanting Destiny 1 PvP back forever. And it's just, I don't know, it's just, I I haven't played enough Destiny 2 over its lifespan for me to form an opinion on whether or not I should want it back or not cuz I don't really use I don't like to play PVP. So other than that, I mean, it's just it's one of those things. It's just one of those things. But um But yeah, uh oh, okay. So so I know we I want to get into the anime stuff today. I know we wasted yeah. 12 minutes on it. But I don't want I want to get into the anime stuff today, but I know you have um a rant that you want to get off your a short get off rant. your get off your chest. Um, so what what is your rant about? So I started watching uh, Euphoria because I've seen everyone on Twitter like rave about it. Yeah, and the thing is, I I trust HBO. I think HBO makes a lot of good shit. I think they're very. To be honest, I think they're more consistent than Netflix is. I think, I think, hot take. Uh, I I just think that they they have this sort of like quality assurance to them. It's like almost like if you explain a show and you say, "Oh, it's like an HBO show," I think most people would be like, "Oh shit, it must be pretty good then." Um, so I started watching it and. Listen, the show's not bad. I don't think the show's bad. I think it's uh pretty good and I think that the it I know they got in trouble with Dare recently and it's like, "Oh, you're you're fetishizing drug usage in kids." And to be honest, I think that's wrong because yeah. a lot a lot of the times the kids do drugs and okay, again, kids. A lot of the times the ki the kids do drugs in the show, some something horrible happens it's not like um like they're taking drugs and it's like oh my god this is the best thing i've ever you know like whenever someone's taking drugs yes it looks pretty but there's an underlying feeling of like this shouldn't happen even if yeah. it's like not horrible my biggest problem is like i said earlier it's an hbo show and HBO has never been afraid to show body parts. Um, but this is a high a, a high school show, <laughs> and there are so many sexual scenes that it gets a little it become it it's a little uncomfortable sometimes. And I don't think I don't think it's uncomfortable in the way like. Like last episode, we talked about how Ava—it's like part of the story. Yeah. I th I th I just think there's a lot of like 
dude, a fucking one of the characters who's 16, by the way. The first time she has sex, someone filmed it and it got out. Her whole thing is like she got it scrubbed from the internet. Yeah. But then they, they they talk about how they talk about how toxic people can be on specifically Pornhub. Uh and so she she notices some Russian guy downloaded the video, re-uploaded it. She sees the comments, she sees that oh my god, these people love me. She's 16. And which is already an issue. Yeah. And decides to start camming. Okay. Which is again that's uncomfortable, but it's a part of the story. It's part of like no funny enough, Noel Miller dropped a, a video on this yesterday. Obviously. And he yet. said he says it. Every character is fucking infuriating, but it makes sense because they're teenagers. They're supposed to be. They're supposed yeah. to make mistakes. So the fact that she starts camming is not what bothers me. What bothers me is that when she starts camming, you see some fat looking weirdo and you already you're like okay this is weird that should suffice he pulls down his pants he has a small dick again that should suffice but then they show him you hear him like oh he's saying like degrade me degrade me whatever do this You and then they show him like dude he's touching himself and they like show it and I'm like, dog, that's weird. Now, my main problem. Hold on. Everyone. Hold on, everyone, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> Just for, for reference, I have not watched the show. For reference, I have not watched the show. So forgive me when I say, what? Yeah. Yes. So, sorry for for headphone listeners. What? Yeah, that's a weird scene. I don't even have, but that's not even my main problem with the show. Are you kidding me? You know what? Noel said every penis, well, most penises in the show, because there are multiple, are prosthetic. <laughs> he said. So, he said. So you got. So Buddy had a had a prosthetic prosthetic small dick on purpose. Yeah, I think so. That's foul. They did him dirty. <laughs> they did. Uh, oh, bro. It's funny because Noel says they had to protect the guy's fragile masculinity, but when it comes to chicks, they just show their tits and it doesn't matter. But, okay, but okay, see, that ahead, scene ahead. that scene isn't really my biggest problem. My biggest problem is, you know how everyone has this issue with anime? That they're sexualizing teenagers in a lot of anime. Like, it is a problem. Yeah, it is a, a big not problem. not the I wouldn't say it's the biggest problem like unless you're like redo of healer I think that's that's a that's a that's problematic a, that's show a, that's a very problematic show but when it comes to like something like my hero I think it's it's just a different culture because the 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 age of consent in Japan is very young compared to America um so I just think it's it's different culture. Unless you're a fucking weird ass in America who draws rule rule thirty four of those characters, I don't think it's that big of a of a deal. Yeah, so it's just fucking weird. But But Euphoria is an American or at least Western show and most of these kids are sixteen, seventeen. Listen, I think Sydney Sweeney is gorgeous. Besides that, she's a very good actress. I think she yes. has act she acts circles around people. She's very good. She should not be topless at, for as, as long like there's so many topless scenes with her because she happens to be developed. <laughs> and at a that's, it's a, that's like, a good way to put it. And like, yeah, sure, half of my brain is like cool. Right. But the other half is like she's supposed to be like sixteen in this. This is kind of weird. Yeah. Like, it's just like people. I I I kept thinking about it. People have a problem with it in anime. Or because they don't watch anime. It's because they don't like. They Dude, probably okay. think anime is like weird. But 
oh, Euphoria looks nice and it's pretty and it's on HBO, so it's fine. That's like my biggest problem. Okay, yes, okay. And to your point, li- this happened to me, I think, a while, a, c- a couple months back. Remember when I, like, I first started talking to that girl and I sent you a screenshot and I was like, it ju- it's just as fast as it started. Oh and my ended. God. Okay, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so for context, me and this girl started like kind of talking back and forth. Everything's pretty cool. And like, you know, made a, a passing joke about how I was kind of like a nerd. And she was like, oh, so you, what do you do? Like, you watch anime? And I was like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, I do. Like, it's pretty good, pretty on point first guess if you, uh, for whatever. And she was like, nah, anime's trash. And I, I was like, hold on, okay. So now I have to get in defensive mode because now she's trying me. And she, like, proceeds to say that she generalizes all, she generalized all of anime and go, Every woman in anime is just some damsel in distress sexual character. And I was like, that is not, that could be, that could not be further from the truth. Because of the fact that, because of the diversity of anime. I think if you're literally only watching stuff like how not to pick up girl, how to not to pick up uh, women in a a dungeon. If you're like watching stuff like that, if you're watching, if you're watching shows with, with, with large amounts of fan service, you have somewhat of a point, right? Fairy tale. But if I get well, fairy tale has fan service, and it has. Yes, I guess you. I guess you could really say that. But you take a show like High School of the Dead, where it's fan service, but all of the women in those scene, all the women characters are not like damsel in distress sexual objects. They're supposed to be fan servicey badass characters. Mm-hmm. Take a look at like same thing with like Prison School. Prison School is is the most like edgy fan service show ever. But all the most of the women in that show are like very much like dominatrix style aggressive characters. No, they're not like sure. damsel distress sexual objects. So I hate how people try to like generalize anime in that regard when it comes to that kind of stuff. When for whatever reason they're more than willing to watch a show like Euphoria with their favorite actor or actress in them. And those actors could may could very well be thirty years old, right? I know Sydney yeah. Sweeney's not sixteen. Yeah. So when so when and I haven't seen the show, so if it's a, if it's something where she's topless or having sex in a scene, obviously, if you want to if you want to separate the two, like yes, that's Sydney Sweeney having sex on screen, right? But then you also got to think about it narratively, like the writers are writing in a sixteen year old having sex and they're showing yeah. a sixteen year old having sex on screen. You know what I'm saying? That's not good. <laughs> so yeah. people that try to like generalize anime in that regard can't, you know, and then watch a show like Euphoria can't, you know, those don't correlate. But yeah. keep going. No, I'm, and that's just that's just my biggest problem. And it's like, I do think, because I do think the writer and creator has a point in a lot of what he is trying to talk about with the show. Because there are some scenes like, there's a scene where Zendaya's character Zendaya's character is an addict, but she just comes she just came back from rehab. There's a scene where uh she she gets close with the new girl. Uh and she ends up, you know, kissing her and then she backs out like, "Oh my god, that was a mistake. I should leave." And she leaves. Standard high school drum drama show shit. Yeah. But then it plays into the fact that she wasn't addict and it's a very powerful scene where she goes to her drug dealer's house which by the way the drug dealer is the best character the person who's a committing a crime is the only one with a moral compass and he's the best <laughs> character um yes yeah, so she goes over to fez his name is fezco he goes over to his house and it's like fez please open the door open the door and he literally is like Rue, like, I'm not going to do this. I'm not going to watch you kill yourself. Like, I can't sell you drugs anymore. And she starts like, if you would have never sold me drugs, I would have, you did this to me. Fuck you. This And I'm like, whoa, that's a powerful fucking scene. It's really yeah. good. But then there's other stuff where it's like eye rolly because at the end of the day, it's like a high school drama. Mm-hmm. It's. I, I said it's 13 Reasons Why if 13 Reasons Why had a competent writer. <laughs> oh, oh, man. You're going to piss a lot of people off with that sentence. Oh, my Bro, God. Thir- 
13 Reasons Why is one of the funniest oh. pieces of media I've ever seen. After season one. After season one. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, you're going to piss two fan bases off. You're going to piss off the season one 13 Reasons Why fans, and you're also going to piss off a lot of Euphoria fans with that sentence. Oh, my but, God. But that's the thing. Again, I don't think Euphoria is bad. I think it, it does a lot, and it says a lot. And the cinematography is phenomenal. Yeah. There's a... Oh, my... Okay. This is the last thing before until we get into the anime. There's a scene in like the first party where Zendaya goes to the to the bathroom. And her whole thing is that she just got out of rehab, but she's like, I don't plan on staying clean. That's how that's how infuriating she is. It <laughs> pisses me off every time she does drugs. Um, so she pops a pill in the bathroom. She goes outside and there's a hallway. And there are people in this hallway, like physical, like it, it looks, they're there. It's a, it looks like a set, but the pill starts hitting and the hallway starts spinning and Zendaya like is walking like, like it spins like that scene in high school musical three when, <laughs> uh, fucking Zach. Zac Efron is singing and he's like going all, all around. Yeah. It's spinning like that, but everyone else in the hallway stays where they're at. She's the only one that's like losing balance. Yeah. So she's she's standing on the ceiling and we're looking like she looks normal to us. Everyone's on the floor, but they're still like they're upside down but it doesn't look upside down and it yeah. it doesn't look edited at all it doesn't look green screen it doesn't look CGI it is one of the coolest shots i've ever seen in like anything it's super fucking cool That's but dope. then it gets ruined by like uh for, this night got really weird eh, like just high school shit like degrassi level types of high school drama I wouldn't say that much. I think it's uh, played a little bit more seriously than, than Degrassi. Even though Degrassi yeah. is pretty serious, this one is, like, darkly lit. Neon yeah. colors. Like, oh, I'm going to fucking kill this person. Type it's shit. <laughs> very teen angsty. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. So, okay, okay, I, don't, I don't think the show's bad. I just have a problem with the sexual stuff. Oh, uh, yeah. I feel you. Definitely. I then um, the thing with Dare, and again, you know, haven't seen the show, but I'm pretty much aware that it's the Euphoria is not trying to be. Obviously, from what I've heard and seen with stuff like that, it's it romanticizes a lot of stuff, but it's not doing it in a way where it's saying this is so cool and awesome. Like from what I've seen, most of the characters and what they do have serious consequences, and it's. It's more so saying this is stuff that's bad, but it's, but it's stuff that the characters are doing because they don't know any better, and it's you know saying they're showing a lot of the dangers of, you know, high school drama and doing drugs in high school. But it is very much over exaggerated for a reason because it's if if yeah. it wasn't over exaggerated, it wouldn't be a good show. Like when people yeah, make agreed. the right when people make the jokes about like the the wardrobe, how the fact that a, a certain character has has not brought a backpack to school since season one. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's, yeah. it's kind of stuff like that. So, it's over the, the top, over-exaggerated for the reason. The thing is, I don't everyone makes a joke about the wardrobe. Yeah. They, they point it out because Jacob Elordi's character is dating Alexa Demi, at yeah. least where I'm at. And he, there's a, there's a carnival. Episode four. Oh, this episode's very fucking good because a lot of shit's happening and the way they write it, it's that episode's very fucking good. Um his his dad is like won the chili cook off for five years in a row. So obviously it's like I'm gonna invite my girlfriend. And he's walking. He is the typical white guy. Jeans, uh dark colored shirt, black hoodie, white sneakers, good looking, tall quarterback yeah. kind of guy mm -hmm. <laughs> and the the outfit she's wearing 
like it's super tight tube top uh there's holes on the side of her thigh and so you can see that she's like it looks like she's not wearing underwear <laughs> and he he tells her like what the what the fuck are you wearing and she goes <laughs> She goes, I thought I looked cute. And he goes, you look like a fucking stripper. <laughs> that Jesus. made me laugh. That made me, Even oh, though he's a, he's a shitty fucking character and I hate him, that made me laugh. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, shit. But um, I guess I might pick up Euphoria. Maybe. It depends. I, I did for, for the culture, you know? Just, for, just to see what everything, what the hype was about, basically? Because that, that scene that I quoted on Twitter w- is genuinely funny. I don't know if you saw it. Yeah, yeah. Though it was like, <laughs> you look like you're trying out for the show. Oh, Oklahoma. Oh, for Oklahoma, your, yeah. Your place called Oklahoma? No, the play is Oklahoma. <laughs> oh, I look like Oklahoma in a good way or a bad way? Bitch, you better be joking. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch, you that better be joking. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so... We got your rant out of the way. Now it's time to get into the anime for this season. Kind of give us an, uh, everybody an update on what we've liked, what we mm-hmm. haven't liked, our thoughts on certain things. I kind of want to start with Tokyo 24th Ward because I went back and rewatched the third episode. Perfect. Um, I So my opinion, just straight off the bat, is episode, I think I said this a couple episodes back when I was talking about, I guess, the very first week of the season. That their first episode, the 48-minute one, was amazing start to finish. The setting up the characters, setting up the world building, setting up their motivations, phenomenal. My issue with the two other episodes, not because they're bad, it's because they, it takes a, it comes to a huge halt in the action and stuff like that. Especially episode two. Episode two is just all the stuff that I thought was going to happen after episode one, it just pumps the brakes into it. This episode's really slow. Like nothing really happens. They still, they're still trying to build the characters in the world out a little bit, but it's just, I don't know. It just doesn't really do much for me. And then episode three towards the back end of it is looks like the, looks like everything's going to start happening from this point, from that point on. So I'm, I'm excited for how it like moves on. I know you just recently like watched it too. So, I I watched the first episode and I agree. The first episode got me hype. And and you know me, I stay up late. I was watching it at like 3:30 in the morning and I was like kind of <laughs> tired until the end. Yeah. When when the whole train situation, I was like, "Yo, this is hype." Uh I'm excited. I'm going to finish I want to finish watching it. Um here's what I thought. Um or what I'm thinking because it's made by Cloverworks. Yep. And, and Cloverworks is very, very, very hit or miss. Because <laughs> they have shit like the per- most perfect example. These are the people that did uh, Promise Neverland. Season one, great. Yeah. Season two, we don't not season great. Two. <laughs> like I, I'm, I'm what I'm looking at all this stuff that they've done. Like, Rascal doesn't dream of Bunny Girl. Very good. I've heard very good things. But they also do Darling in the Franks, which I hear people fucking hate that show. They did. Well, that was more Trigger's fault than Cloverworks, but go ahead. <laughs> but go ahead. But, they, but then they have shit like uh, uh, My Dress Up Darling, which is, I haven't seen it. I don't really plan on seeing it, but it's a fucking hit. Everyone fucking loves it, people who watch yeah. it. But then... Like, they did Persona 5, which I hear is not that good, like, the show. It's just, like, it's just average. It doesn't really give you the same feel as the game that you're playing. I haven't played the game, but I I can assume, just based off what I, from me watching the Persona 5 anime, that it doesn't give you the same feel that you, sure. when you go through the games. But that's just neither here nor there. Yeah, it's like, but they do have just a lot of hit or miss stuff, and I... I'm excited to see where the show goes because again the first the first 48 minute episode is very good. Yeah. I'm just glad that uh Wit Studio is helping them out with Spy Family. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think yeah. Wit Wit is a little more consistent especially nowadays their last few are have been very very good. Yeah. 
Wit is definitely a quality over quantity type studio. Um, and that's why a lot of people are kind of, you know, unwarranted. Uh, it's unwarranted, but people are up in arms about, you know, Attack on Titan and stuff like that, how MAP is doing their version of it. And sure. It is what it is. It's just, it would have been one of those things where if had Wit been continuously doing Attack on Titan, we probably would not have gotten the final season part one and two until maybe like another two or three years. Yeah. This is because they really take their time with stuff and they want to put out quality content, which is fine. That's fine. It's just, it's just when you have a rabid fan base like this, especially with the manga just finishing. You gotta, I was about you to get, say, I think it's easier that they gave it off to someone because it's just it not, I don't want to say just an adaptation, but it's not an original work. So like it's, that's probably why it was better that they gave it off. Yeah, and then Spy Family has a lot of action scenes in them that are very good. So you need the studio like I know Cloverworks' Clover job with the like the action scenes in Tokyo Twenty Fourth Ward with the train sequence and how uh, oh, what's his name the blue hair the blue hair character what's his name uh, Shuta 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 when he's like when he like pushes off and like runs to go save uh, Mari or whatever like that oh, shit that's was such cool. a good scene that's that shit so was cool they did that really I love, well. I love the cut-ins they do in that show, where it's like so, they keep okay. the background, and yeah. it's them. It's yeah, super I, cool. I think I cool. said it was weird. I said it was weird at first when I first watched it. I think I think I said this on on the podcast. I said it was weird when I first watched it, but as you kind of go through the episodes, it gives it like kind of a charm. Like if a character's yeah. like like if a character's talking and their back is to the camera, I guess where the shot is com- composed. If their back is to it and they're talking, it flashes their face in. I think it's pretty cool. It's you know a, a cool artistic choice, but yeah. um, I think it's all, overall though it's a very beautiful show, very colorful show too. Like yeah, dude, all the, RBG, RBG. That's kind of a dope like name for some like for a group of characters. Like yeah, it's pretty dope. So um, yeah, I'm excited to see how it goes. I I, I do want to get your, when you do watch episode two and three. I do want to get your thoughts on it because episode two definitely takes a huge backseat like it literally just kind of like stops and slows everything down which depending on how the rest of the show turns out it might might have been needed you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but uh other than that it's fine um real quick i want to tell you i dropped orient Whoa, <laughs> after two, really after yeah after two episodes not three i couldn't wait to oh three. oh you that's right. You said you were hyped for it, but you did, you weren't really a fan of the first episode. Yeah, because so you got to think the creator of Orient is the creator of uh, Magi, and Magi is one of the most like po- one of the more popular manga and anime out there. Like with different spinoff shows and the original Magi and the Sinbad, uh, the the prequel with Sinbad and stuff like that. Like all that stuff is really cool vibrant amazing the animation can be amazing at times it's 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 a great like series great franchise so when you so when orient was coming out i was like okay cool like the manga the art style for the manga looks really cool the premise you know it's not anything amazing but it's not um like the premise of it it's not anything like revolutionary that hasn't been done before but it's not like somebody kind of like demon slayer literally like without without the main character's family getting murdered by uh demons essentially like it's like oh it's like hey i um main character wants to join the core of demon of of a group of demon fighters it's literally just you know you see that literally everywhere so it's not anything new yeah the problem is just the production value like the story you know is you okay if you're gonna have a this is what if you're gonna have a story that's average in general and doesn't really do anything super fantastic you have to you have to do the simple things and the the basic things well in order to be a good show right so example demon slayer demon slayer they demon slayer i I think every shonen that does what every, every every shonen that's good right now does what other shonen that does other shonen tropes but does them and executes them well enough and extraordinarily enough you know what i'm saying none of them do anything super different jjk might be a little bit might be a little bit different in terms of you know overall world building and how they 
how the story progresses, like that's a little bit different. Yeah. yeah. It's it gives us like but even with that, even with JJK two, the shonen tropes that they do have, and there's a lot of them in there, they do them extraordinarily well in order to tell a good story. Orient doesn't do that. That's the problem. Like all the things that would that would make a shonen of that I guess average premise good, they don't do. Like I know people want to say people will talk about Demon Slayer being mid because the animation carries it. And while the animation is a is a huge factor in why it's popular, you still have you still have the other stuff in there that makes it, you know, like yeah, how Tadra how yeah, I think the, the 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 characters are 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 funny and they're endearing. Like they're good characters, I I would say. I think that kind of drives most shows, movies in general. Right, and like you, the 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 story has heart. You know, what I'm saying yeah. it has heart. It has like it has like that kind of motivation type feel to it, where like you you really feel these moments with these characters, and they're you know they kind of give you that. You know, like you could, if you take something from the show, it's more like a motivational type thing. If so, if you watched the first season of Demon Slayer and didn't get hype the first time Tanjiro used uh, flame breathing or fire breathing, you're a liar. You're a fucking liar. It's, exactly. it's the, the way they did it really hooks you in. It ho- so, yeah, I, I, I agree with what you're saying. Yeah, not just not just animation wise, but story wise as well, and the motivations for those characters. But yeah, but I don't, I don't want to just talk about Demon Slayer. But so yeah. for with or with or I know with or but like it it helps prove my point with Orient. Like all the yeah. things with Orient that should be hit on externally well in order to make it a good show because it's again it's not a a new premise. It's it's just it, it's it's just taking a bunch of shonen tropes and slapping a new world on it. A new world, new weapons, new power system. Technically, new power system on it, but um, new, new, different type of demon. You know what I'm saying? They're a different type of mm-hmm. demon. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, it just doesn't really capitalize on doing those things well. But I didn't want to talk too much on it, but we ended up doing it, so it's not a big deal. But uh, next, speaking of you know, extraordinarily good uh, shows that I've watched so far. Uh, I'm gonna say both pronunciations because the 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 Japanese I guess name for it nobody knows how to pronounce it. Uh, Sabaku Ibisco. That's how I pronounce it. Or Rust Eater Bisco. Rust Eater. You just I pronounce it how it looks. Like people are Sa- people are Sabikui. butchering. People are butchering the name. Like I'm if if you are part of the the community that follows me on Twitter, if we are mutuals on Twitter, and we've been in spaces together. And you are listening to this podcast. Like, if you are cool, if if those people aren't, it's not a big deal. If you are listening to this podcast and you and we are mutuals on Twitter, just say it how it sa- how it looks. It's not that Sa-sabikui. hard. Sabikui, Sabikui Bisco. Yeah, Sabi S A B I K U I Bisco, Sabikui Bisco. People are butch. I I can't even say how people are pronouncing it. But people are butchering that name. But they just say, but they only end up just saying Rust Eater Bisco, which is like the nickname sure. for the main character. So yeah. it is what it is. But um, I, two things with it, or well, right. three things. One, I'm a huge fan. If you, to know me, to know I'm a huge fan of uh, modern shows that take somewhat of a retro art style. Like, obviously, like there are newer modern elements in that show, yeah. art style wise. But the grain they have over it, like the film, like kind of the grain they have over it and like the whole vibe of it and how the characters are drawn seems kind of like a kind of retro ish kind of, mm-hmm. I'm a huge fan of shows that do that. And, uh, I'm a huge fan of just, just badass characters in general that, you know, don't have a sword. Like sword characters yeah. are cool, but I want a badass character that doesn't have a sword. And this nigga has a bow and arrow and that shit's fire. <laughs> that shit not is so only, cool. Not only a bow and arrow, but I love the idea that the bow, that the arrows, wherever the arrows shoot, fucking giant mushrooms grow. That's like badass. Right. And I, I'm excited to see how they explain uh, Bisco's, I guess, uh, not powers per se, but how the mushrooms form. Because like they His already, skill. They, 
that yeah, he's skilled. They already established early that mushrooms are supposed to be like poisonous or not good for somebody and they're kind of outlawed. So, and that, that's another thing I think that the third thing, I think the charm of the show, it's like very left of center. Like you got fucking, you have fucking a crab. They, they, they ride on a giant crab. Hippos yeah. have fucking, t- hippos have turrets on the backs of them. This, the this, escargot plane? The escargot, I was just saying that the escargot plane, literally a snail, literal snail mail. <laughs> literal snail mail. Oh my mail. God. Uh, like just the, the charm behind it. Like, oh, how for some reason mushrooms are outlawed. How there's a disease about like with rust, like how rust yeah. like encapsulates the entire body and you know what i'm saying encompasses the entire body and eventually when it gets into your lungs like or your heart you'll die like i think it's it, the charm of the show is what makes it great and i just like love having a character like bisco you know as like the main guy and yeah. i know you said you didn't like panda i i, I want to understand why you don't like panda let me just i no no, no 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 i think panda's character is fine um at least so far i saw all yeah. three i saw all three episodes episode four came out today um i think he's fine as a character uh i think he's gonna be the more endearing part of the show i think he's yeah he's more of the tanjiro uh bisco's more of the inosuke <laughs> yeah uh, um even though they've already showed a little bit bisco has a little soft side to him um, yeah especially when it comes to his mentor who is yeah. honestly my, my favorite character uh, yeah, he's he's really funny. I hate. I love everything about the show. Genuinely, I think it's really cool. It's a cool setting. Uh, again, the mushroom bow and arrow, the fucking all the the police ride on iguanas, like right. It, it's it's weird. It's cool. I don't like Panda's design. I Why, hate, dude? He looks like like 70s anime his eyes are huge i i hate how big his eyes are <laughs> i i really like uh bisco's design better even the pink haired chick she, she i think she has a better design yeah i Pan, panda's I, sister the cop uh jesus christ that's another one it's not my favorite design doc no okay can i make okay, i know we talked about the sexualization of characters earlier <laughs> I know, when she's when she's putting on her fucking uniform, That's and she's z- she doesn't zip it all the way up. She zips it right to where it would look good with her boobs. <laughs> she's a cop, by the way. For, I for- right. I li- she's a cop, but she's definitely like, she's gotta be in her like mid twenties. Gotta be. But it was so yeah. funny because it, it, it was hilarious. Like I audibly yelled out, "Oh my fucking god!" <laughs> Cause she's like she's like getting all her stuff on. She's putting the jacket, the hat. Yeah. She's getting she's getting like suited and booted. Then she zips up her jacket and zips it right underneath her titties. And I go, bruh, come on. <laughs> another another thing I noticed about this show. I I don't know why I always look up when, whenever I'm watching something what studio made the made the show. Yeah. Uh, this studio it's called Studio Oz has not made anything else. This is their first anime. They're doing a pretty good job. I was about to say the fight scene between Bisco and and Panda's sister Pawu is that was good. really good. Yeah, that was good. I liked it a lot. It's you could kind of tell it's their first anime though because only one scene stuck out of my head, and it's a the far shot of the hippos chasing the crab. Yeah. You can tell that like their feet aren't moving, which is fine. It it's not. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's not anything like terrible because it's a far shot, and you know studios gotta gotta save money when they can. They yeah. they saved money there so they can make the fight scene look cool as fuck, which I'm okay with. But I'm just <laughs> saying you you could kind of tell it's like okay, this is their first anime, but they're doing pretty fucking good for their first time oh yeah they're doing a great I, job I, I recommend the show i recommend the show. yeah it's definitely gonna be like a sleeper because there are so many shows out right now that more people are talking about like i never see 
people talk about Salvi Cree Bisco, and it's it, it is what it is. It's gonna be one of those. It's gonna end up being like Odd Taxi. I don't think it's gonna be as highly acclaimed as Odd Taxi was by the end of the season, but it's definitely one, gonna be one of those shows where it's like if you were focused on all these shows, you missed a great show. You know what I'm saying? You think? Do you think? Because I'm looking at it now. Uh, Funimation, I think they have a license to do a dub. Do you think an English dub would help out the, you know, it get out there or? Yes, a a, a dub for literally any anime is gonna help it. There's a dub for there's gonna be a dub for My Dress Up Darling that comes out and on a, it might have already come out. Um, okay, see, so I, and more people I'll are gonna check. watch My Dress Up Darling because it's dub now. No, you're right because. Since that's a show that I wouldn't really have to pay attention to, since I've heard so much good shit about it, I'll probably start it while working, and I'll I'll watch it in English because obviously right. I don't understand. I I usually pick shows that aren't really story heavy to watch while I'm working. Yeah. Um. That's why I started watching Miracle Chan. Um. Yeah. Which uh. That show's whatever. It's kind of boring, but it's way too horny. Ma- I heard the manga's better, especially when it comes and to like the scary, the scary portions. I might, I might give it two more episodes, see if anything happens. But so far, she's just ignoring the ghost every single yeah, time. I it's think that's getting, the, I think that's the charm of it. <laughs> it's getting kind of annoying, but <laughs> anyway, yeah, you're right. I, I, I don't want to watch Dress Up Darling right now, but if they're, if they do put it out in English, I'll like check it out because yeah. everyone fucking loves uh what's her face i don't know her name marin yeah marin everyone loves that bitch <laughs> yeah she's i mean i from the clips i've seen and the other stuff that people are talking about like i can definitely see the charm and then again <clears throat> the uh she's definitely a hit on the uh the the nsf type side of of anime twitter oh jeez but i I'll, I'll keep that you know, I'll keep that one. Uh, Bro, Funimation. Off the pod. Funimation. That tweet that you sent me about uh, Funimation. Dude. That's, I for a second, I thought that was Rule 34 art. No. That's, 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 a, was, that's like, in the show. Shit. That's in the show. Apparently, her, so like the guy is a, is a Hina doll uh, yeah. maker, so like with clothing. And then she likes to dress up as... Like I think lewd video game characters, I think that's I think that's the oh, premise. So, oh, so she only does lewd characters. That she likes. She's like a, a gyaru girl, which is like the like the Japanese yeah. like super like, long nails. Yeah, long nails. Super yeah, super stylish. Like all super it, extroverted, always outgoing type girl, and she um, likes to dress up as like lewd video game characters. I think that's how that goes. In Hispanic cultures, we call that chonga. Chonga? Yes. <laughs> what, it, is that what, like a thing? <laughs> long ass nails, all the piercings, super loud. But as a Hispanic, being a chonga is a little bit of like a negative connotation. Yeah. <laughs> but that's, that's, the fir- that's the first thing I thought of when I saw her with her. I've seen this screenshot. She eats something and the way she wipes her mouth. Yeah, and she has like the really long nails. I'm like, oh, I've seen so many women do that, <laughs> and they're chongas. <laughs> they're chongas. Yeah, I think I am not well versed on Japanese culture to know the. And obviously, like the Gyaru girl, guess like thing is something that's I guess popular amongst that that group of people for especially for younger people. Pretty sure, like the older generation of Japanese men and women probably don't like them. Uh, that's just my that's just my assumption. Um, <clears throat> but other than that, like that's I guess that that's her character arc and how she and it's kind of like a, it's it's a romantic kind of show and it's supposed to be the situation where both of them end up prob- probably get together and how one one side helps the other get out of their shell while the other one helps the other you know come you know saying like uh, embrace who they are as a person i don't know it's yeah. it's just i i personally am not a big i mean i've watched like romantic anime in the past 
not something I'm actively going to go watch, but yeah, um, I yeah, that's might. What I'm I might pick it up. Yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. It's it's I'm not against it because I again, fucking your name is a great movie. Um, so I'm not against romance animes in general, but like if it's in Japanese, I'll probably not watch it because it's like. I could probably be using all this mind power to watch something like Sabikui Bisco. It's it's much right. more interesting and yeah. Yeah. So the back to back to the original point, like a dub for it would most likely make it more popular because more people will be inclined to watch it. Because you you know American audiences, not everybody's gonna watch a, an anime and subbed. I watch both. Like if it's if it's currently yeah. serializing and it's out, I'll watch it in Japanese. If it's a show where like like how Netflix produces a bunch of shows and they put them all out at once and they're probably dubbed, I'll just watch it dubbed. It's not a huge deal to me. So, yeah, same. but most but most people that watch anime from a casual standpoint are more likely going to watch it um, dubbed. So if it does come out dubbed, definitely going to see that. Um, last one, did you watch Tribe Nine at all? I saw I saw the first uh, episode. Yeah. I I haven't continued it. I do want to see what's up with it i think i think it's cool i think it's a it's a different take on i grew up playing baseball yeah so it's like i would i would be fine if it was a regular baseball anime but you know <laughs> you would like ace crazy, of diamond then crazy shit is fun like yeah it's stupid that he hit the ball so hard it broke the Tokyo Tower, but that's fucking cool. <laughs> he put up. I remember that. That shit was so funny. Like I was like, "That's oh, fucking. It's... That's cool. That's cool." <laughs> How like the entire city of, like, I don't know. Is it Tokyo? I can't remember. But that entire city is literally like the base pass, like the entire diamond. Yeah. Like home home base is like that center point, and like there's a bunch of there's different cities or different landmarks. There's like first, second, third. I think that's pretty cool. And like, there's no like. First baseman, second baseman, shortstop, third. It's it's just whoever's in the area. Like you pick it up and you have to like actually hit somebody with the ball for them to be out. Like you don't throw people out, which I think is pretty cool. Um, they they explain the rules in episode two to give it more of like a sense of it being a sport anime, but it one hundred percent is teetering that line between like sports anime and just goofy anime. Yeah, which yeah, I think I, is fine. I. I think the the goofiness is is funny. Like the scene where I I love the fact that their van turns into the dugout. Like yeah. there's no real dugout. <laughs> yeah. And then the four dudes that all look the same come out. Hydraulics check. Uh, this check. I was yeah. like, okay, that's, that's funny. That's funny. <coughs> and the fact that the, the pitcher in the first episode has a like a mech suit on and he throws and like the, can, the can that comes out of his <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah, it's fucking great. it's it's fucking stupid in the best way possible yeah it's definitely a like a, i would describe it as like a turn your brain off type watch where you just you know just you're just enjoying it for the goofiness of it like you're not really there to watch it for any kind of story or anything you're just there to see the kind of wacky shit they do and i think it's you know that's pretty cool so um yeah, do you want to talk about... I know it, we'd be getting into spoiler territory, but do you want to talk about AOT? <laughs> oh, my God. I have a... I, I, don't, I don't think I sent it to you. Fucking... Yes, spoiler alert. <laughs> um, okay, so last episode... Oh, let, me, let, me, let me write down an editor's note for spoiler alert. I don't have okay. my pen. Oh, on as, oh, as no. you're doing this, I don't have my pen. Fuck, where is it at? It's in your ear, isn't it? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's great. Okay. Oh shit. All right. Um, oh my god, I appreciate that. I did not know it was my ear, but. Uh. Okay. Uh. Uh. We're back. I guess. Uh, I guess. Oh, before we talk about AOT, I looked up the English cast for Sabakui Bisco. The voice of Panda is the same guy who does Night Eye in My Hero. Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I think, you know, they're, I don't know, voice acting in um, 
in, I guess, for, for anime is like a, a big universal thing where you can get so many different, like, IMDb. You could put the game of IMDb with anime characters would be so cool. Because you could, especially with both dub and sub people, because you can get the same character, voice actor for Aaron could be somebody else that's uh, a, like a medium character in a different different anime. Wait, <clears throat> wait a goddamn second. Oh my god. I'm looking at, at okay, so Brandon McGinnis, the English voice actor for characters like Sir Nidai, Yuta Hibiki and Gridman, mm-hmm. uh, Asagiri and Dr. Stone. Turns out uh, he's gay and he's engaged to a fellow, vo- a fellow voice actor named J. Michael Tatum. So I look him up. He's the voice of Scar in Full Metal Alchemist. And, oh, and really? And Irwin in Attack on Titan. So oh, Night Eye and Irwin, Night Eye and Irwin are dating. Oh my God! It's, don't you pull out these head cannons, my guy? What are we doing? What are we doing? Okay. Back on back to Attack on Titan. Um, <laughs> right. So when when Gabby fucking spins the block (laughs) phase gabby uh just fucking three 360 no scopes aaron uh when that happens uh uh what's this guy's name zeke i always forget his name zeke catches his head with the odell beckham one-handed grab when he catches his head you know that that scene of like the trippy, like they're they're going into the the other world, yeah. like it's a bunch of like and showing like pieces of Aaron's past and shit. Yeah, for like five frames, they show across the screen. It's not even like tiny. It's like they pass across <coughs> the screen. Goth Mikasa and nerdy Armin, and I don't know if you know this. There is a spinoff of Attack on Titan, and it's called Attack on High School something. It's a slice of life in, like, the real world, and, like, Mikasa's a goth chick, and Armin's, like, he wears, like, a white t-shirt, he has glasses on, he's, like, a little nerdy kid. Yeah. And they're in, they're literally front and center, In they pass across the screen. Now... Huh. I don't know if that's just an Easter egg or if Attack on Titan, because I don't know how it ends, mm-hmm. or if if the ending is going to pull some MCU alternate realities type shit. I, I don't know. Because I've heard some theories, because you, you, we, we all know people hate the way Attack on Titan ends in the manga. I've heard yeah. that it it might not be a different it, it might not be the same ending but that they're both canon. I that's again okay. theory, theory. Okay. I don't know that. Hmm, interesting. So the fact that nerdy Armin and Goth Mikasa <laughs> make an appearance might be a thing. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, are we good? Are we good? Are we back? Yeah. I think <laughs> We should wrap this up quick, though. <laughs> okay. All right, all right, all right, all right. Before we lose everything. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Where were we at? <laughs> uh, I just said the whole where thing about Gothmikas uh, and Armin. Okay. Um, I guess we're back. I generally, I might have forgot where we were placed at, but um, I'm excited to see how AOT kind of progresses now. Obviously, I haven't read the manga. Did, did, made a personal choice not to because I wanted to see the ending for real and just enjoy it for what it was. So I'm excited to see that. Um, just so we can kind of run through these quick. I know we're seeing some technical difficulties right now. Um, two anime I want to I think we need to check out. One of them is The Orbital Children. All episodes are on Netflix right now. Um, super cool premise with the, everybody on the space shuttle. It's pretty dope. And then Godzilla Singular Point. I think everybody... I uh, need to go check that out too. I'm a big fan of old, uh, modern, modern anime with old styles. Please go check that out. This is bad. <laughs> this is so bad. 
Um, okay, so since we're having some some issues, I'm just gonna go ahead and wrap this up. <laughs> yes, please. All right, so uh, since because of these technical di- technical difficulties, we're, <laughs> technical difficulties, we're gonna just wrap this up. Uh, no music recs. I guess I'll I'll just post music recs on the back end when the when the episode drops. Uh, we're not gonna say them on here because for just for time, but um. If you can follow us on our socials at Nos Plus Ultra on Twitter, at Nostalgia Plus Ultra on Instagram, uh, Alonzo Pro Videos. Uh, I know he said that in the first episode. Please go check that out. Uh, we appreciate you guys for listening in. Uh, we might go on a little bit of a hiatus on the back end uh, these next couple of weeks with with me going uh, having some stuff at work, but we'll keep you guys updated if anything changes. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. Uh, I've been Nostalgia, as told by Zoe. Uh, Peace out.